This is kind of like, uh, this is, uh, I know Easter is over with, but this is kind of like an Easter song to me, and I enjoy it. And it's old Squire Parson, old song. Words cannot describe his beauty as upon 
the stem it grows, matchless in its glory, a tender little rose. When its petals are broken, its greatest beauty it shows. For oh, sweeter the fragrance of a broken rose. The most beautiful rose was broken one day, nailed to a tree on a hill far away, forsaken by his friends, bruised by his foes. How sweet is the fragrance! Heaven's sweet rose Then I laid the broken rose In a borrowed tomb But on the third day Heaven's rose again did bloom And to the heights of heaven Down to the deepest hell the fragrance of heaven's rose continually dwells. The most beautiful rose was broken one day, nailed to a tree on a hill far away, forsaken by his friends, bruised by his falls, how sweet is the fragrance of heaven's sweet rose, forsaken by his friends, bruised by his falls, how sweeter the fragrance of heaven's sweet rose. If you will, this morning, begin to turn with me to Exodus 4, verses 1 through 5. And uh, this morning, I have this sermon that I've been working on for several months now. Matter of fact, every time I go back to Miss Francis, she asks me, what are you working on? I say, well, the same thing I was last time. Uh, but this sermon, for, for some reason, God has put it on my heart. Because I, I do, I see this a lot more than maybe some of you. Um, preachers in seminary, they'll say, well, God's called me to the ministry, but I don't think it's preaching. And, uh, you know, I get tickled because this, this boy was shy on the stage. And growing up, I'd get up and sing and just bawl uh, because I was so scared and preaching would not be my forte, but God called me to it. In Exodus 4, if you will, stand with me as we read uh, 1 through 5. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is it that? 
what is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. Bow with me for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, just thank you for allowing us to come and worship. Dear Lord, thank you for the freedom that we have to come and study your Bible in this church. Dear Lord, just help us as we examine this scripture to see that you are still alive and you are still revealing yourself to us throughout your word. And help us not to run from it, but to grab hold of it by faith. In your name I pray. Amen. And you know, it just it isn't just with seminary preachers or some of the younger students that we have there. This is a epidemic with Christians today. That God is trying to show us something, even though what He calls us into may seem quite frightening. Our solution is to have faith, complete faith in Him, and that will solve our problem. Abraham starts off by saying, God, they won't listen to me. In verses 1 it says, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken or listen unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. This is the age-old excuse for not doing what God wants us to do. They won't listen. I'm inadequate. If you'll turn just a chapter back in Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 Through 12, it says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Moses even goes to the extent in saying, I don't know enough. If you look just a couple of verses down in verse 13 and 14, it says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your father has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. You know, we can go through excuses, excuses, and I see about four times Moses tries to throw an excuse at God and say, you know, I don't think I can, God. I don't think they'll listen. I don't think they'll understand me because evidently he has a speech problem that we'll talk about later. I don't think that they'll, they'll listen to what I'm telling them. He says there in verses 13 and 14, what do I say? God says, say that I am, and I have sent you. Before that, he says, I will go with you. I will always get tickled at people that that say, 
I want to do, but I don't think I can. I've been there. Like I told you, the little boy on the stage, I, I didn't think I could be a speaker. I, didn't, I, I got up and I cried every time I gave a special. I figured out that singing wasn't my forte. Um, but God wanted me to preach. Maybe you're there this morning. And you feel the same way, maybe not about preaching, but you, you want to come to Sunday school, but you don't know if you'll fit in. You want to teach a Sunday school class, but you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're educated enough. You want to tell people about Christ, but you're scared of what they'll think of you. Or what is it you want to do? Now, what's the excuse for it? We as Christians need to realize that we have the power of God backing us. Isn't that what God told Moses? He said, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take care of you. Uh, you go and you say that I sent you. They'll believe. They'll listen. What does God tell us elsewhere in Scripture about this? In Isaiah 54 In verse 11, he says, O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not conformed, behold, I will lay thy stones. That, that's not it. I am with you always is what I'm looking for, but I wrote down the wrong. 55.11 is what it should be. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. I shall not return unto me void, but shall prosper in the thing whitherto I send it. If you go, if you tell the Word of God, He's with it. It's not going to return void. It's not going to be empty when it comes back to you. Uh, Ma- Matthew 28 and verse 20. As He's giving the Great Commission, He says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God is with us as Christians, and we shouldn't be scared of what's ahead. We should grab hold of it by faith. But a lot of times, as Christians, we run from the answer. As we set this story up, Moses is flock, is, is shepherding the sheep of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he he sees this burning bush, and it's a burning bush that's not consumed. He walks over to it, and God starts speaking, take your sandals off, you're on holy ground. And if that wasn't good enough to know that God is there, he says, I'm going to send you to these people, and Moses says, they're not going to listen. So God again tries to reveal himself to Moses and let him know that I am going with you. And he throws the rod down and it becomes a serpent. And what does the scripture say? He fled from before it. He was running from the thing God was trying to show him. Now, Mr. B. Buddy can, con- can confess he would run too. <laughs> and a lot of times as Christians, though, God is trying to reveal something to us, trying to tell us something, and we run from it because it's not what we want to hear. What God showed is, is definitely 
what Moses was not fond of seeing. A snake. I'm going to lead the people out of Egypt. What does that have to do with being a snake handler? But I think what we often don't think about is, God is saying, if you can trust me to pick up a snake, you can trust me to lead you and the people out of Egypt. It takes faith. God may not be calling you to do an easy work. You know, a Sunday school teacher is not an easy work. A witness for Christ is not an easy work. You may not feel comfortable. You may not feel adequate. But as the old saying goes, God does not want your ability. He wants your availability. He wants you to be available. Exodus 4.10. We see this next excuse that Moses tries to offer. Moses 4.10. Or Exodus 4.10 it says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither hitherto for, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow to speech, and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? God knows your weakness. He knows where you're at in life and He still wants you. He says, I'm the one that made you. This morning we talked about in Sunday school in Romans that God designed us in such a way it's on the hearts of men to know wrong from right. God designed us and He knows what we are capable of. We need to stop running. Have you been asking God for something in your life? Maybe just to help you through today. To help you with a struggle, a sin that that stands between you and Him. The answer may not be what you want it to be. But stop running from it. Faith is the solution. What does God tell him? Put forth thine hand. And take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. You see. I don't know about you. But first of all. I probably wouldn't pick up a snake. Second of all. If I were to pick up a snake. I wouldn't grab it by the tail. I hear that's the most dangerous place to grab a snake. You grab it by the tail. It comes around and bites you. But. What God is telling Moses is not the safest way to grab this snake. He's saying, put your faith in me. Put your faith in me. Do what I am telling you to. Have a heart of obedience to me. It's not the safest strategy, but it's the strategy God wanted Moses to use. We need faith. Trust in me and they will listen. What does it say? That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. It doesn't matter what you are going through or or what you think your weakness is. God will help you through. He created you. 
He knows better than anybody in the world about your problems. Trust in Him to help you through. Now, if you're reading the bulletin, you're probably thinking, well, he's already to the conclusion. It's a long conclusion. Maybe we're running from the answer. Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved. And we see the example of this over in the book of John. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. It says, He came unto His own. This is Christ. He came unto His own. And his own rejected him or received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believed on his name. It's just like that serpent there in Exodus 4. When, when Christ came to his people, some of them rejected. They fled away from him. But those that received Him, He gave the power. He gave the power to become the sons of God. You, you, want, some, you want to know something? In uh, Exodus uh, 14, verses 16, God uses the Moses and the rod to split open the Red Seas. In Exodus 17 and verse 6, God works through this rod to get the water from the rock. In Exodus 17 and verse 9, God works through this rod as Moses lifts it up over his head to win a battle. The thing that God is trying to give you is His Son to help you through this life. He's trying to give you His Son and if you're running away from it, you can keep running in terror, but if you will accept it and receive it, you can be the Son of God or the daughter of God this morning. Or maybe it's His Word. Maybe you're running away from His Word. And you, you can say, Trey, I've, I've never just ran away from the Bible. Are we reading it? Are we applying it? And are we living it? If not, we're running against, running against it. Or running away from it. And I tell you, you want something that will help you through all the battles in your life. It's this Word. I've been in times in my life that I don't understand what's going on. And just somewhere out of the blue, a verse that I've memorized comes into mind. He's helping me through. He's given me something to help me through. Just as He gave Moses the rod to split the Red Sea, to get water from the rock. And you know, that's not all He did. He, he, almost every plague that was on Egypt, He used a rod, whether it was Aaron's or Moses. I think this morning the message is that God has given us more than enough to fully trust Him. Will we grab it by faith? And then back to, back to the situation at hand that I was describing earlier. Maybe it's something God wants you to do. Maybe it's His will for your life.
the Sunday school teacher or or the Sunday school attender. And maybe even maybe even there's a called minister here. There's no use in us running. Have faith in God. He is with us always. And everything that we say out of His Word will not return void. It's not going to come back empty. God has power and limitless power and He's trying to give it to you. And in the form of His Son, He says, please accept My Son so that you can be the sons and daughters of God. As we get ready for a hymn of invitation. What is it you're running from this morning? If it's Jesus Christ, please accept Him. Have faith that His death on the cross was more than enough to cover your sins. Have faith that whenever you read this Word, and even though you may get tiresome in studying it, that there is profit to be gained in this Word. There is a Word here full of knowledge that can help you get through your everyday life.